You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Where every one of us gains the blessing of both giving and receiving, the intrinsic value of every person, it calls us as Jesus followers especially to ensure an attitude of inclusion and concrete means of accessibility as well. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 433. Our title this week is The Bodies We Inhabit and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 14, 1 and 7 through 14. On Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. And then it skips ahead to verse 7. When he noticed how the guests picked their places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you'll have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to this host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back so that you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. In Roman culture, people in the upper classes usually followed uh, a meal with some type of philosophical discussion or debate. And the meal that Luke's gospel describes in this week's passage, it involves debate about some of Luke's ethical favorite themes, uh, the humility and inclusion of the marginalized, and specifically people living in poverty or people with disabilities. And these were groups that the historical Jesus had compassion on. And the the author of Luke's gospel is emphasizing them as the objects of 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 compassion too. And and this passage, it doesn't introduce really anything new about Jewish wisdom per se, Um, but the ethic here that we're looking at, it had deep roots in the Hebrew sacred text. In Proverbs 25, 6-7, it says, Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles. In Sirach 30, 2, 1 through 2, it says, If they make you master of the feast, do not exalt yourself. Be among them as one of their number. Take care of them first and then sit down. Then you will fulfill all your duties. Take your place so that you may be merry along with them and receive a wreath for your excellent leadership. In Proverbs eleven two, it says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but wisdom is with the humble. Uh, uh, Psalms eighteen twenty seven. For you, talking about Yahweh, Deliver a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. So, this theme is found across 
all, all the each of the different versions of the Jesus story that we have in our sacred text today. In Matthew 23, 12, it says those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And with a little different wording, the same thing is said in Luke 18, verse 14. And, and I do need to revisit something that I wrote last week about the Jesus story shortcomings regarding people who live with disabilities. Nothing's ever simple. And the Jesus story is complex. And, and while I believe that, that what I wrote last week or what I shared in the podcast last week is generally true, it is, this week we bump into an exception. There's always an exception. And this is the only one that I've been able to find. But I do see an exception in this week's passage. Here in Luke, Jesus doesn't bring change to the person with the disability, as I said uh, uh, last week, but rather he calls for change in the privileged people around that person. Jesus calls them to change their attitudes and include people with disabilities. He's calling for change in how people with disabilities are treated. At last month's recommended reading at Renewed Heart Ministries was uh, Nancy Eisland's uh, ecclesiastically challenging and, and deeply thought-provoking book, The Disabled God Toward a Liberatory Theology of Disability. And if you didn't get a chance to read it last month, I still recommend getting a copy and going through it. Uh, among many other valuable insights, Iceland identifies three traditional theological barriers for people with disabilities within the Christian tradition. This is from page 74. These three themes, sin and disability conflation, virtuous suffering, and segregationist charity illustrate the theological obstacles encountered by people with disabilities who seek inclusion and justice with the Christian community. So, so let me explain. When people conflate sin and disability, they make disabilities a synonym for sinfulness or, or shortcomings. And all four of the canonical gospels, the gospel authors, they both subvert and they strengthen two opposite approaches that connection um, you can see how blindness is used in Matthew 15 5 or an inability to be mobile in John 5 or or deafness in, in Matthew 13 15 and as we've discussed there are also elements in the gospels that can be interpreted as teaching inherent value or virtue in, in, in suffering and when this is applied to people with disabilities that means teaching that they were chosen for disability to, to fulfill some heroic, good, divine purpose. We find that in John 9, verse 3. And that is also deeply problematic. And finally, what Iceland names as uh, segregationist charity, it means keeping people with disabilities at arm's length while calling for charity and withholding full inclusion and accessible justice for, uh, from them. Uh, and you find this in John 19, 36, Exodus 12, 46, and Leviticus 21, 16 through 23. And some faith traditions, uh, they prevent disabled people from even participating in fully ordained ministry. Uh, this is again, same book, uh, The Disabled God, page 74 through 75, Iceland writes, it cannot be denied that the biblical record in Christian theology 
have often been dangerous for persons with disabilities, nor can the prejudice, hostility, and suspicion toward people with disabilities be dismissed as relics of an unenlightened past. Today, many interpretations of biblical passages and Christian theologies continue to reinforce negative stereotypes, support social and environmental segregation, and mask the lived realities of people with disabilities. In recent decades, while the problematic nature of the the Bible record with regard to women has been generally acknowledged, the the degrading depictions of people with disabilities are often ignored or worse, seen as fundamentally accurate to our experience. An uncritical use of the Bible to address the concerns of people with disabilities perpetuates marginalization and discrimination in the name of religion. As Jesus followers, Again, as I often say, I believe we can and must do better. And I include myself in this. I, too, have conflated disability and sin in the past, promoting the the virtues of suffering in the past, and and even withheld full inclusion in in the past. Our reading this week gives us the opportunity to interpret a gospel story in a life-giving way, one that calls for full accessibility and inclusion. And and remember, it says, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your, your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. And I love the emphasis there in the end of this passage. It's not that they will be blessed. This isn't about charity. It's that you will be blessed. The the text defines that blessing as an extrinsic uh, extra bestowal of blessing at what Luke's reader understood in their worldview as, as, as a future resurrection of the righteous. But what I would rather have us understand is that there's an intrinsic blessing and value that, that, that people of varying experiences can bring to a community when they're included. When a person has a body that is in some way different or disabled in some way in their society, their inclusion and accessibility would bring an inherent blessing to their community. And I don't I don't romanticize a person's disability, but their disability doesn't it remember it doesn't it mysteriously infuse them with with some type of value, but it doesn't negate or lessen their value either. They have an inherent blessing as a human being with a, an experience a lived experience that may be different. That 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 their inclusion brings an inherent blessing to that community. Not all bodies are the same. Not all bodies develop the same way and nobody escapes those events that change our bodies but everybody is valuable and every person has something to bring to the table and we exclude certain people because of their bodies our communities are the worst off for it and not only do those excluded suffer loss from being excluded but the communities that exclude them that they also suffer loss because of 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 their absence this week rather than focusing on a, a futuristic uh, extrinsic repayment or reward for including those that society awful often labels as less than um, today i think that we would much rather we would m- much more benefit 
but from from all of us beginning to see the value of people, regardless of our differences, and especially when those differences relate to the kinds of bodies that we're each living in, th- th- there should be a place at the table for all, for, for all of us, where all of us can bring to our communities what we have to offer and where every one of us gains the blessing of both giving and receiving. The intrinsic value of every person, it calls us as Jesus followers especially to ensure an attitude of inclusion and concrete means of accessibility as well. And and I believe this is possible in the spirit of our most cherished Jesus stories, that that spirit calls us to it, to, to, to the degree that our communities are accessible to people whose bodies are different or disabled. To that same degree, we will intrinsically experience either blessing or loss. Heart Group application this week, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, share an experience where your awareness of the intrinsic value of people who are different from yourself was broadened or deepened and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Uh, Thanks for checking in with us today. Let me just say one quick side note here at the end. I know this isn't our theme or our topic this week, uh, but for those who are wrestling with uh, some of the things that happened in the U.S. uh, this week, with uh, in relation to student loan forgiveness, I just want to remind you that debt cancellation and debt forgiveness is a deeply rooted theme in your Jesus story. Uh, this is in perfect harmony with the ethics of, of the Jesus story. So just something to ponder, something to chew on right where you are. Remember, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.